0: By Sports Interaction, Canada sports book.
1: I don't even know where to start with this one. It was something. This has been an emotional roller coaster of a year, as it is. It's been like calendar year. I'm talking. There's been a lot of stuff that's gone down in Calgary Flames land in the last calendar year. Um, but this one was a roller coaster. It was high. It was low. It was in between and we're going to break it all down. Welcome to game over Calgary. My name is Audie. Thank you for stopping by. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not the result that people want. It's not, you, you remember that tweet that the, that the, uh, Tampa Bay lightning put out when they got bumped in the first round by the Columbus blue jackets. That's how, that's how I feel right now. Think you know what way it's gonna go make your bet with sports interaction whether it's hockey football or basketball sports interaction has you covered bet pre-game live and play or on one of our many prop bets or like i did today i did a pinata pick which is plus plus five thousand odds um it did not work out in my favor we'll get into it even more uh sports interaction makes it easy to deposit play and cash out join now and see all sports betting has to offer want to bet Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn19+. Please, as always, play responsibly. Uh, and if you or someone you know has any gambling issues, please be sure to check out the show notes. Lots of resources in there for you to reach out and get help. But without further ado, bringing him back. We had to bring the kid back. My uh, my buddy Nate Thomas joining us. Um, man, you, you hit the nail on the head when we were talking about it before we went live. Um, I originally had another guest, so I I hate to say that you're the throw in, but you're the throw in tonight. and no, uh, we can accept that.
0: Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm good. Mean, I'm, I'm always happy to talk to you. doesn't matter good. if I'm, you know, last I, I, likewise, in line or whatever.
1: <laughs> you weren't <laughs> last in line. You were my, you were the next, you were the next call up. You weren't, you weren't Jacob Peltier called up and sitting in the stands. You were, you were Walker Dewar tonight called up and, uh, and in the lineup. But yes, uh, I was supposed to have Leah on, you know, this one, you know, Leah, everybody knows yeah. Leah. She was supposed to come on but she got tickets to the game so uh obviously given the way it went I don't blame Leah for going to the game and not not being on the show tonight uh the way it went for the St Louis blues but um you know you said you're like when you texted me to come on uh they started losing so are are we pinning this one on you tonight?
0: yeah you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the bullet for uh the entire team tonight uh yeah this one this one's on me you know it's not on it's not on Jacob Markstrom it's not on uh, Milan Lucic it's not on Nazem Kadri, it's not on Rasmus Anderson it, this one's entirely on me everybody I apologize because yeah Audie asked me to to come on we were up 3-1 and I think five minutes after you texted me it's tied 3-3 so
1: <laughs> you know what they were lucky I, I know they get the I, I know they take the L tonight um they were lucky that, like, this game could have been way out of hand if that fourth goal counted. Had that not oh, been yeah, offside, absolutely. like, like St. Louis was pressing. They were pressing yeah. hard.
0: Speaking of just about that uh, that review, though, that is the fastest review I have ever so seen quick. in an NHL game. So Jesus. quick.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, like, impressively quick, because usually that shit takes forever. Uh, yeah. they're, they're definitely not... Uh, not time sensitive when it comes to to offside reviews and and reviews in general in the NHL. But either way, man, like it's such a hard game to like, this is, this is probably the toughest game to like, come on and talk about after it isn't, it isn't, it's tough in the sense that it's a moral blow. But like, like I said, from the top, like it was such a roller coaster. Like this game started Mm. out shitty for the flames. They go down one, Nothing. And they don't particularly look well. Like they 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 did not look good to start this hockey game. No.
0: Yeah, they. Uh, it it was a little rough to to start for them for sure. But then they definitely picked it back up, you know, and just kind of went off with it and carried that momentum throughout uh, into the second into the second period there. Right, Where there's that uh, quick goal by I think it was Majapani, uh, who was that uh, first goal right out of the gate there, and like the, the team was looking good. And I don't know exactly what the tipping point was. Maybe it might, it might've just even been that three, two goal itself, but that just shut down all momentum for the Calgary flames. And it was just hard for them to come back from. I'm not sure why this team has taken so long to find something that can just keep them going consistently for 60 minutes, right? Just something like this is, this is the Calgary flames and there's no, there, there hasn't been a whole lot of fire to this team for the last at least five years i would say i was talking with somebody today about it because we were talking about like you know matthew kachuk and he traded and that sort of thing and i just said the one thing that he brought to this team was kind of that spark so like not to say that nobody can but it's somebody needs to step up for that
1: even right and i think i think a lot of people thought Kadri was going to be that guy um like
0: i've been enjoying codrey i have too season, and that's but... what was,
1: that's what i was going to try to say like i'm not Upset with Kadri. Like, I'm not upset with how he's playing, but I definitely mm-hmm. thought he was going to be more of an energy guy than he's been so far. Really, Nazem, Nazem Kadri's been known to be a bit of a shithead, a bit of a shit disturber, a guy who's going to, you know, take a couple whacks after the whistle, make a couple jolts, you know, after the play's dead. And, uh, you know, it's good to see he's cleaned it up in a sense because obviously in Toronto it was bad. He was getting suspended left, right, and center. Yeah. Uh, and it, was, it just wasn't pretty. He goes to Colorado, he gets another suspension, but then he kind of cleans his act up. And then he comes here, and it's like, none of that is, like, there's, there's no pestiness at all. I, like, I feel like that's not, like, the piece that's missing. That's not, like, the missing piece of the recipe right now for the Flames. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, it's just going to show you, like... How important Matthew Kachuk was to this team, not only on the score sheet, because he could score and he still is. He's having a good year in Florida, despite the fact that the Panthers aren't very good. Um, but like the intangibles, those little things, those jolts he would take at like rubbing Zach Cassian off, and that sounded terrible. Uh <laughs> rubbing him the wrong way. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna table that. We're not gonna we're not gonna go on. <laughs> We're gonna pretend I never said that, um, but we, <laughs> his intangibles. Uh, as I lose my train of thought, like he—he he was just a shithead. He was a pest, and mm-hmm. uh, and that nobody's picked that up. And and I don't think, like I said, it's the end all, be all. But like, who's that guy now?
0: I was kind of hoping it would be Lucic throwing the body around a little bit. I mean, like tonight he did. Throw no, like he three just wants hits. to score don't now. Get me wrong, but. Yeah. When did this suddenly turn on? It's such a balancing act I find for myself of like, like I want, like I, I enjoy Milan Lucic on this team. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he is second line NHL material at this point. Right. But you know, as long as he's in front of the net and, you know, able to just do those tap-ins from Huberto and Kadri, then yeah, sure. I guess it works. This, this season has like had me thinking it, 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 like for myself, it's been very back and forth of, oh yeah, like I feel like I really know what I'm talking about, and then I see stuff like this, and I'm just like, I I don't know,
1: I, I that's know. that's <laughs> it, right, and, and and like I got to come on here 41 times the a year, possibly more, because Peter, if you're watching, I had to cover for you when you were in Mexico, and uh, that was a lot of games that I had to cover. But either <laughs> way, like like we got to come on here and talk about what direction this team's going, and like look man like i'm not gonna beat around the bush these last two games like chicago should have been a fucking layup i'm sorry there's no excuse that should have been a goddamn layup that team's what one before 10 games like
0: two in their last 20 or something like that
1: nine games all year they've won coming into that game and the flames were the double digit uh double digit win for them for this year should have been a layup the blues I got it written down here. I got to, I, I'm got. i actually going to go look and see because I can't remember. There's a fucking laundry list of people. Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Krug, Bortuzo, Logan Brown, Marco Scandella, Scott Perunovic. Injury-ridden team. Like, that's... that's And, and obviously, like, Kairou and Robert Thomas are, are next level, and they're still going to be game changers. Yeah. But, like, so many guys out, and, like, the Blues have been streaky this year, up and down, hot and cold. Like, now is your perfect chance tonight... And I know they come away with one point, and the optimists are always going to say, "Well, you're just dwelling on the fact that they got a loss when really they they took it to overtime and they still get a point." That, we, that we shit doesn't sh- matter, man.
0: No, we shouldn't be happy with mediocrity coming out of this team since what twenty ten two thousand nine. It's been a goddamn a long that? time, like for almost as long as I can remember watching Flames hockey, and that's been a like qu- like quite a bit like like just prior to like my fir- my first hockey memories come from like just prior uh, to the, the flames run in 4
1: Yeah. Like it's been a while. It's been a, it's been way too long. And uh, I don't know what, we'll, we'll get into it a little more. I've got some notes and I, I know you've got some notes too. Um, but before we do that, our old faithful, our good friends on the chat line, lots of people in here, 47 watching live right now. Shout out to all of you. If you are watching, do us a solid here. This algorithm thing, we gotta we gotta figure this technological algorithm out, and by do by you can help that as I try to fumble over my words again by hitting like, it's it's super easy, it's free. You just hit that little thumb, um, and you share it on social media on Twitter or Mastodon or whatever the hell social network people are using. Because remember when Twitter was gonna burn to the ground?
0: I mean, I I still was kind of thinking that it
1: was going to, but again, I, oh, what, I did What too. do I know? yeah n- nothing dude nothing literally i know nothing like i thought this team was good um <laughs> so yeah help us out share the stream let's get some uh let's get some more uh, great people in the chat uh Here. we'll go you back wanna
0: know, you want to know how easy it is to like it i just liked it look at that we're talking right now look at that
1: we, this guy's the that's guest. how easy it is this guy's that's the guest on the show it's so easy he just liked that uh stream okay uh uh, yeah, some people saying, I may have to stop watching this team till Ter- Daryl is gone, or I'm going to have an aneurysm. That one coming from Conrad. Uh, Conrad, by the way, it was great to meet you at the game. I got to meet uh, loyal viewer, texter, writer inner uh, Conrad. It was good to see you at the game. And yeah, um, I think we can get, get into a little bit of Daryl in a bit here, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not exactly the, it's been a bit of a fall from grace for Daryl Sutter coming off a Jack Adams win last year to what we're seeing on the ice now and and how he's been with the media and how he's been with some of these comments he's making in the media. Look, maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that for a second. Do you read into it? Like, like a lot of people when Daryl Sutter makes a comment and and a good example was today when Eric Francis asked him uh, like for once a pretty legitimate question that, Mm -hmm. you know, probably could have justified a legitimate answer To which he replied, you know, I can't exact, I remember the exact um, words and and, and context that he used, but pretty much threw his top guys under the bus saying that there's like no game changers or something like that. Um, And this is just, this is something that is not new to Daryl. He, -hmm. he, to put it in his terms, he takes the tractor out runs someone over and then backs over them again or he takes them out to the back 40 like old yeller uh not to spoil the plot of old yeller but yeah not great um Uh, man i was watching that tonight (laughs) oh well i'll keep my mouth shut then old yeller we love old yeller but what i'm trying to say is he hangs his guys out to dry in the media do you read Mm -hmm. into it or like there's so many daryl bootlickers out there who just you know, Oh, Daryl's in Daryl. We trust Daryl's the greatest, blah, 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 blah. And then they'll say things like, of course, he's going to say that in the media. He's just using that as a ploy to get to his players or really behind the closed doors. He's different. And he's only like, like, how do you read what Daryl says? Because he's a loose cannon. He says some stupid shit. And quite frankly, if I was a player in that room, I don't know how much I would respect some of the things he says.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure how, if at all, he has this room still kind of behind him at this point like um like to, to have that kind of stuff said about you in the media like I like a lot of these guys you know they're they're used to getting bashed or whatnot right like there's a, there's a there's a reason that a bunch of them don't have twitter or that kind of thing even at this point right just to not deal with it but if you're you know being asked that you know hey your coach said this about you right like we don't we, i i didn't think that we were gonna get to the tortorella level in calgary with out John Tortorella being here, not that he was ever an option, but like, like wh- why is this becoming a common thing with Daryl Sutter? I I don't get it exactly. Like every now and then he has something that you know what, yeah, totally. Falls in line, but yeah, there's a couple offhanded comments like that one even, and, you know, not to, not to take a dump on Milan Lucci. She's been playing great for, for the last couple of games, but if he's going to make comments like that of, you know, it's not, you know, like game changers or, you know, guys that are like, like, I think it was last week, he was talking about like the guys, you know, like need to, you need the goal scoring guys throwing a guy who's scored maybe what, I think it's five goals in the last 80 games or something like that into your top six, that's not exactly going to do it either for you.
1: No, he's, uh, and we've talked about it at nauseam on this show. And you know, we've talked about it in group chats that you and I are in. We've talked about it on the side to one another. Just, you know, I feel like I'm tired of the Lucic talk, but it's like, it shouldn't be this tiring. Like it shouldn't be a Mm -hmm. problem. And yeah, you know what? I put out a tweet today about, you know, oh, I me to Milan Lucic right now, and it was that clip from uh, Avengers Endgame, and, you know, maybe I acted too harshly on you. Um, but in all honesty, like that tap-in goal was a tap-in no matter whose stick was on the ice at that point. That yeah. was just a good feed by Kadri. Um, but he, oh, man, I, I don't get it. You got Jacob Peltier up in the press box. He's He's lighting up the AHL right now he is going to come into this lineup and probably play in the top six. He should probably be in the top six anywhere else would be, I think negligent. You're not breaking up the backland line. I don't think, uh, it only makes sense to put the young French Canadian, uh, kid on a line with the best, you know, uh, playmaking winger in hockey who also just happens to be French Canadian. I feel like chemistry would kind of be there, but that's just a hunch that I have. What do I know about this? Um, but I guess on a more positive note too, Walker Dewar comes into the lineup tonight. One of the two recalls. Um, I don't know how much you noticed of him. I I think for I don't remember, I don't recall seeing how much ice time he did finish with. Um, I would imagine not a whole heck of a lot because he was playing on the fourth line. But man, decent sized guy, Daryl. You can understand why he likes him. And but he mm-hmm. was quick. He I don't think yeah. he was. I don't think he was a. Uh, I don't think he looked out of place. He had a he had in the first period uh, alone had one shot and one good chance on goal. Uh, what did you think of Walker tonight?
0: Yeah, he looks good. That uh, that one shot was his lone chance of the night, but uh, he was definitely a physical presence out there as well. with Three hits on the night. He logged just under 13 minutes of time on ice tonight, actually. Um, so he definitely was given a chance, but um, as much as Dewar looks great, it's it's also kind of a, well, what about Pelche And, you know, it's the whole thing of he's under six foot, and I think I threw it in the in the in the chat the one uh, game over, um, more in regards to Phillips. But I was like, hey, Daryl's five eleven and did how or five ten and did how many games in the NHL, right? Like, just give him that reminder. Like, we we've seen small guys work in the NHL, right? And we've seen quite a few of them actually with the Calgary Flames over the last. 40 some years. Right. So, and, yeah. and other guys that, you know, we like, we, we, I'm not exactly saying that Phillips or Peluche is going to be Martin St. Louis, mm-hmm. but let's make sure that we don't have another mistake like that. Please. Please. Yes.
1: Yeah, like more often than not, sometimes the little, the little guy prevails. There was some guy who played here last year, 115 points playing in Columbus. And he only, now. And, and he only eats cheese pizza. He only eats cheese pizza. <laughs> Get it right. You <laughs> better get it right. That guy only eats cheese pizza. That tells you everything you need to know about that clip. Um, <laughs> uh, some of the comments here, uh, <laughs> Conrad saying, Audi Van Juhas could have scored that Lucic tap in. And you know what? He could have. Dr- Shout out to Van Juhas, Drumheller Dragons. Um, committed to Merrimack College a couple weeks ago. Good for him. From Medicine Hat as well. Um yeah, there you go. Good medicine hat boy. Uh, I'm on Kyrgy saying Matthew Phillips got his 200th AHL point today. FYI at Sutter, which uh, he did do in, um, I believe he got an assist on, I can't remember who scored it, but either way, 200 career points in the AHL for uh, Matty Phillips. Um, Prineal saying, you know more than Sutter, Audi. I don't know about that. I don't know about that.
0: Are we talking hockey or are we talking farming here?
1: Look, at, I'll, I will give credit where <laughs> credit's... To, yeah, farming, I don't know a damn thing. Um, <laughs> Daryl Sutter probably does know more about hockey in his entire body than I do in my right pinky. Um, I will give him credit. He's got Stanley Cups. He's a, a coach of the year. He has had a very good career uh, after hockey, like the, the play, like actually playing hockey. But to at a certain point, you not overstay your welcome. But your system, like like systems, run stale. It happens in the NHL. Like systems are continually evolving. They're continually changing. They're so dynamic, um, and they just grow off of one. Like systems, kind of like I don't know what you want to evolve. You could say, mm-hmm. like Sutter's system. Is the game probably, itself evolves. Yeah, like everything is so evolving, and 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 if you, your reluctancy to change is the biggest uh, gripe, I think I have with Daryl, and I think that you know, yeah, and and Justin puts out a good point here. The game passed him by. It happens. Yep. You know, it it happens. You're you're not playing the same game in the '80s. Uh, you know, the the the, the Broad Street Bullies and and those dynasties with the New York Islanders with. All those, all these big guys, and, and, you know, the dead puck era and all this stuff, the game changes. Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to change with the game, you're going to overstay your welcome. And I'm not saying Daryl's overstayed his welcome, but his reluctancy to evolve and make changes that make sense is going to lead to him overstaying his welcome.
0: Yeah. Now, like, you, a lot of people have been comparing kind of where we're at this season compared to where we were at that uh last season right and mm-hmm. it's not too far off really overall but this year is more the the points are coming from overtime losses right which yes the flames are a benefactor of right now yep god i hate it though I oh hate i despise it. I, would, it I would i would much rather the like the three two one zero system honestly yeah it's because, like, it, the, the the NHL's whole thing is an entertainment product. It, this is where you are going to see that I am, uh, I am a marketing marketing career. student. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like, it, it's a it's an entertaining pro an entertaining product, right? Do you want your last five minutes to continually be, oh, hey, if you know, we just kind of like, unless it's like the last couple of weeks and you are fighting for that playoff spot, oh yeah, well, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll we'll get to overtime and we can each have a point,
1: right? Well, you like, saw it tonight,
0: fifteen yeah, seconds exactly. left in the
1: third period, and they're ragging the puck in the end.
0: Yeah. Like it,
1: it, it needs to end uh, on that sense, but um, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you, no, I, 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 I can see the wheels turning <laughs> and I fucking ruined that, but no, I do want to, I, I do want to point out, out one thing because you brought up a good point about the similarities to last year and this year. And I want to, I want to read a tweet from uh, my friend, Kami Kepke over at global. She says, I get why people or why some people are, are taking some positives from the fact that the flames record isn't that different from this point last year. But the group last year went 10-1-0 in February, catapulting Calgary from Wildcard 2 to Pacific Division 1, which is quite the swing. That's 20 points out of a possible 22. And this is an open-ended question to you and open-ended to our chat as well, because I'd like to read what some people say. Is this team capable of putting together that kind of run? Do you think this roster, the way it's constructed, is this team... Because I keep in mind... um, in February last year, they did bring in Tyler Toffoli on Valentine's Day. Uh, he was a, he was great for that few weeks, and then things kind of tapered off near the end of the year. Uh, they bring in Callie Yarncroke, who doesn't do a whole hell of a lot. But they did make a couple acquisitions at the trade deadline and before the trade deadline um, to propel them in that month of February. Right now, Nate Thomas on the record. Is this team capable of putting together that kind of run?
0: that kind of run no I don't think so just there was something a little bit different with last year's roster like just some kind of magic to it almost um, that uh, it, it would be extremely hard to replicate I think the only teams that we're seeing even do that this year were the New Jersey Devils with their 15 or 16 straight that they had and the Boston Bruins just entire season. So, which is another area that makes me go, yeah, I know nothing about this sport anymore. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I had the Bruins missing the playoffs in our way too early season predictions on uh, on TQR.
1: Well, if you listen to SDP the last episode too, and I know you're a yeah. loyal listener, it's the same thing. You think those guys know anything? It's like they're making all these predictions. <laughs> they said this, this, and this. And, and I'm pretty sure Steve verbatim said, yeah, I, I feel like I know this game, but I don't know this game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel that on a very deep and personal level. Uh, everybody agreeing with you saying, not a chance. Mitch saying, LMAO, no. Amon saying, no. Uh, Pranil saying, no. And a good point from left-handed penman who says, uh, left-handed penman, sorry, who says, During that time, Vegas also fell off with injuries. So a lot of things happened in that Pacific Division at the time. So not only were the Flames hot, but they were hot at the right time. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I don't think this team has it right now. And it kind of leads me to what I want to wrap this episode up with as we uh, kind of put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. This time last year, the Flames were in a position that, you know, okay, they're a wildcard team. As it stands right now, they're going to make the playoffs. This team is doing well. Johnny Gaudrill's having a career year. Matthew Kachuk is playing out of his mind. A lot of guys had career years last year. That's another thing uh, that's different from this year. A lot of guys last year had career years on this team, and they missed almost like negative games from uh, injury. right? So a lot of differences there as well. Um, At this point last year, they were looking to add. We are what, 62 days from the trade deadline? We're getting close. It's that time of year where everybody's gonna have their tweet notifications on for guys like Frank Saravalli, guys like uh, Elliot Friedman and our boy CJ here at uh, I can't believe I put CJ last. Um CJ. <laughs>
0: that's disappointing.
1: I know, I know, I, I know <laughs> CJ's not watching, so um, but yeah, that's it's, it's the time of year where you put tweet notifications on and, and the and the trade rumors heat up. What do you think the flames do? Are they are they one piece away? Like like last year, they added Tyler Toffoli, which was their big piece, and Kali Aaron Croak, who did nothing, right? Maybe maybe hung out with his cousin Elias Lindholm, and and that yeah. was about it. But the big piece coming in last year was Tyler Toffoli. They made that deal with the Montreal Canadiens. What do they do? Are they are they one Tyler Toffoli piece away?
0: Like it does feel like they could use another top six winger scorer right to help with that scoring aspect but at the same time do you need to trade for that or do you have it in matthew phillips or jacob pelche right so and the answer is probably yes yeah you're not going to know until daryl actually tries them right like like i feel like brad wants them to get a good chance but daryl's just so stuck in it that like it's going to be really interesting to see how this offseason goes with brad in particular Mm -hmm. and i do think like, I don't even know actually where that extension came from, if that's Brad or if that's... It's
1: Murray. Uh, it's 100% Murray. Yeah. It's Murray. There's no way. Um, like, And and quite frankly, on that point, Brad's not coming back for my money. Why would you? No.
0: Yeah. Why would uh, you? The only, yeah. The only, the only other thing I can see them trying to go for is maybe just another defenseman just to make sure, right? Because injuries, especially in the playoffs, are a bitch. So... Yeah, just you, which is also
1: probably why they want an answer on Shillington sooner than later.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, which uh obviously just thinking of him and hoping oh, yeah. for the best for him yeah. and whatever is going on. And again, we're not going to speculate and just respect his privacy. Mm-hmm. But uh if he's around, I don't think we're, I don't think I'm thinking of a defenseman, but just because of the unknown with him, kind of want to make sure. So,
1: yeah. And Amon brings up a really good point in the chat that I wholeheartedly agree with. Like, if they're not buyers at the deadline, like what are they? Because because you're not selling. Mm-hmm. Like his his comment saying, uh, if they do decide to sell, who do you even sell from this team? They're in such a weird spot. Like you don't really have many guys yeah. on an expiring deal. You, you you've got Milan Lucic, who you're gonna get nothing for, right? Mm-hmm. You'll 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 have to pay to get rid of uh, Milan Lucic. Um,
0: you can maybe get a third out of him. That's apparently what Ryan Reeves got. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's bizarre. I, I I still can't believe it, and I can't believe the Pittsburgh Penguins paid a first round pick for him. That was that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, even my dog. You can hear Mika upstairs barking. She's like, "Yeah, that's ridiculous. I can't believe they gave a first round pickup for Ryan Reeves." Um, but yeah, the the Flames are in this really weird spot heading into you know one of the the most important time of the year where you're supposed to go on a bit of a run and and you know if you're on the outside looking in now's the time to go on a run maybe you mm-hmm. make a couple acquisitions I don't know but they're so reluctant like I, I say they but I mean Daryl um you could have that right in front of you for absolutely nothing right you, this is mm-hmm. players that you use draft picks to to to, to select in Peltier and Phillips but I don't know. I, I just don't know, and and this is you know Perneil saying it too. I just don't know with this team, and that's kind of yeah. where I'm at. Um, I'm not quite at you know this team is ruining my life, ruining my life, but I love them. Uh, mm. To quote our friend, uh, our friend Steve, but yeah, it's uh, it's weird times, man. It's Second, really, really yeah. weird times. Seconds,
0: thirds. I'm trying to even. I'm just pulling up cap friendly to see even like what picks the Flames have available, but like you're i don't know that's it too the the, the team's not in a spot to be especially in this draft you don't want to be giving up your first round pick
1: no right and no but then but but at the same time oh they do yeah Yeah, they do
0: second fourth and sixth and seventh for this year so like those should be available for a top pick right and i don't know i can only think off the top of my head of three prospects that are untouchable in my mind that's phillips belgian dustin wolf
1: I would would throw, I would throw. Yeah. I mean, see, this is where it's tricky though. I, I, I think there's more untouchables on that list for me right now because Mm. I don't know what this team is. If this team was like, no doubt in my mind, they just need a winger. They're comfortably ish in a playoff spot and they're showing like signs of this, you know, this team could go on a run. I have no problem shopping, you know, a semi-top prospect or a top prospect to go out and get something that's going to send you on a run. And when it comes Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Penguins were notorious for doing that every single year. They won a couple cups on it. They were they would take their first round picks and go like this, right? That's why their prospect pool stinks. They had no draft (laughs) picks and they drafted like shit. Then they trade away Kylan Addison and others for like Jason Zucker. Either way, um. Like, there's probably more people on that list for me right now, just because I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Right? Do, could you like? Do you? How do you feel yeah. about that? I do yeah, agree with like, you. It's... Like, those are untouchables for me too right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tricky.
0: Like, you can't even say that the team's comfortably in a wild card spot because Edmonton is in the second one, two points back. Uh, St. Louis is now two points back as well. Nashville's got games in hand and are three points back.
1: Um, and they're playing and well lately. They've, they're yeah, getting and, hot at the right time. And you're five
0: points behind the Seattle Kraken, right, who have been playing awesome as well. Matty Beneers leading that team, especially the only team I could see maybe fall out is the L.A. Kings, who are still in uh, second there with a negative goal differential. It's only Ridiculous. minus one now. That's crazy. But I don't know how they're doing it. I don't, I don't, and I no I'm covering idea. Anaheim who like right by them. I don't, I don't understand it. I have so, no
1: idea. It's crazy. But yeah. It's,
0: it's just such a tricky spot for this team. All I know is that they've been doing better at home this year and they just have to make sure that those home games are wins for sure. Because on the road, seven, seven and seven at this point.
1: Yeah. That's, I, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm so confused with this team and the more that they just pick up loser points and, and, and don't win hockey games, uh, the more, or the less confident I become like,
0: it's I'm, a false I'm, sense I'm, of confidence. For the team. I like, know where
1: they are. I'm trying to stay positive. I, tr- I truly mm-hmm. am. And people on Twitter will, they'll say otherwise because they think I'm Mr. Negative. Um, I'm just not as optimistic as everybody else. Everybody else is so, you know, hunky dory with just perpetual mediocrity, and that's something that yeah. we're starting to see more and more of. And I was, was going to say
0: that's that's the difference, right? It's yeah, it's it's being down and just being sick of being stuck in the middle, right? Yeah, like, and that's all the, this team's the, the ever been. Are the Flames are the middle child of the NHL, and have yeah. been for a while. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating, man. Uh I'm going to go to the chat line because there's a lot of great comments in here. 58 people watching. Thank you so much. Uh, like I said, the algorithm, help us out. Hit like, share the stream, get more people in here, and we can chat uh, some Calgary Flames here. Noah Adler, how are you, buddy? The only way the mindsets and habits will ever change in the organization is if Murray uh, Murray is no longer owner, and we all know that will never happen, sadly. Correct. I w- I would agree with you there. There's a lot of things that would probably be different if Murray wasn't um, at the wheel. Brad, we need to play some of the kids. Daryl, fine, give me Doer. I-, I don't want to shit on Doer because I think Dewar was good yeah. tonight. I, yep. I, I thought I thought Walker Dewar was actually pretty good tonight, uh, given his sample size, and I think he can be good. Um, let's see here. Bah, bah, bah. I think you sell Phillips now before he walks in the summer. Yeah, I uh, I just don't know what you're getting for Matthew Phillips. You're probably putting him in a package. Like mm-hmm. he's it's it, you're not getting. It's not like teams aren't clamoring to trade for Matthew Phillips. He's a throw-in in a Giroux trade, right? Like like Connor Bonneman was last year and Connor Bonneman's not the same AHLer that Matthew Phillips is. Um but that's like that's how I see it. He's he's a sweetener in a deal. He's not he's not going to be uh people aren't going to be clamoring, I don't think. Um a lot of people saying maybe Coronado. I don't know if that's in reference to trading or if someone who's untouchable, but I would be open to trading Matt Matt Coronado. I I don't know yeah, what he is and and that's and level. that's that's fine with me if I don't know what he is if I don't know what he is and he turns out something to be great somewhere else that's fine I had no idea what he was right <laughs> I get yeah. I feel like I can swallow it and if it means it leads a team to a cup or 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 a deep playoff run then then you know what I'm I'm okay I'm okay with it uh but, 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 let's see all our best prospects are less than six feet basically this is exhausting poor Audie. have a good night boys <laughs> and i'm on with a great point matthew phillips passed through waivers um great ahler hasn't yeah. shone at the nhl level because he hadn't had a chance yet but that could change okay you know what you and i rambled this was great uh, for a throw-in guest you sure did uh, hold your own so i thank you <laughs> sir um but Again, tell everybody.
0: Sometimes I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sometimes I don't. I, don't I know. feel
1: that. <laughs> I feel that, bro. I feel that. Um, tell everybody where they can find you uh, before I lose you for from the Zoom call cutting you off.
0: Yeah, so uh, you can find myself along with my co host Carter Potts uh, covering the Anaheim Ducks on the Hockey Podcast Network uh, with the Quack Report. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, on YouTube, on our channel there at Quack Report Pod. Uh, you can follow myself for uh, Bad Hockey Takes and uh, Jersey Concepts on Twitter at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S. And uh, if you want to see the bad ducks hopefully beat the edmonton oilers tomorrow night actually uh you can watch that with carter and i tomorrow on the hockey podcast network youtube channel puck drop is at 7 or 7 30 mountain i believe
1: highly recommend go and watch the game with these boys and thank you all for stopping by and watching it has been a true pleasure even though we are meeting under unfortunate circumstances this evening if you're listening on playback thank you for doing so be sure to rate us on your favorite podcatcher and uh, give us you know rating and and subscription and whatever you do on your favorite podcatcher because you're listening to us on your drive to work or wherever the case may be ring the bell for all of the game over nhl shows uh, on behalf of myself, Audie James and my good pal, Nate Thomas, thank you for watching game over Calgary. Uh, Peter will have your next game over against the, you guessed it, St. Louis blues, not tomorrow, but on Thursday from St. Louis. Be safe, everybody. Take care, pals. And we'll see you later.
0: Game over. Powered by sports interaction, Canada Sportsbook. book.